devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. God is dead! Eighty-five percent of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Satan's pretty cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of Fake Ritual, the podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult, where each week, I, your host, Lucas Sloppy, sit down with a different guest to talk a different topic in pop culture. And together with that guest, mine, said topic, for its occult connections, big and small, true and false, real and fake. This week, I had the pleasure of sitting down with a new friend of mine, Dave Watt. He is a Pittsburgh-based painter and designer and an all-around good dude. We took a deep dive into our shared love of Marvel Comics, Misfit Mutants, the X-Men. Now, for listeners that might not be into comics or just not really give a fuck about the X-Men, give this one a chance because like many of the episodes here at Fake Ritual, it's about a little more than the X-Men. We get into it over Dave's creative beginnings as well as take a nostalgic look back at Saturday mornings and the cartoons we loved from then and also just look into the different supernatural representatives in the world of the x-men either way sit back nerd out with us and enjoy my conversation with the talented dave watt he is An artist, a painter, and a designer, and in his own words, a wild clown with a blessed right hand. It's Dave Watt. Hello. 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 (laughs) What's up? How's it going? Uh, Pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Good. So the blessed right hand, the clown with the blessed right hand, uh, explain that. I feel like that was the best umbrella term for what I do. yeah, I just kind of having fun and and uh, creating things with my hand. Is your left hand cursed? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Just I, my right hand is blessed. Okay. Yeah. So, how has the art biz been? It's been good, interesting right now. Um, with my my day job working for the uh, concert industry has kind of been on hold with uh, the pandemic. So. Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of more time to kind of, uh, pursue more personal projects Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, I've also been kind of freelancing for the first time in a while just to kind of make ends meet. So it's, it's been kind of an interesting time right now, just, uh, 
yeah, taking on just whatever projects come along. Yeah, I notice you do some, you do like abstract painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but also like actual, yeah. you know, like, I guess not figure drawing. I don't know the actual terminology, but. More like illustrative. Yes, pulling from pop culture. Sure, yeah. 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 What, did, is that a new development over the pandemic? Not, well, so, I mean, I've been, I've been making stuff my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, since I was like a little kid, loved drawing. So I think that coming up, you know, in that world, I, I was always kind of more drawn to drawing tangible things and objects and people and usually pop culture. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as I got older, those things kind of started to get boring and, and just mm-hmm. kind of not challenging. And, and at some point I you know, got really interested in abstract art and, and, you know, in trying to recreate some, some of the things I saw really kind of fell in love with, you know, the idea of trying to paint something that's nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, when you're, when you're an illustrative artist and you look at abstract, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, splotches of colors yeah. and lines. Yeah. But in creating it, it's, there's so much more mm. connection with, with, you know, your subconscious and, and your deeper mind. Oh yeah. That actually, yeah. This being a cult podcast that actually is really apropos. I hadn't even considered that. Mm. Uh, it's like, maybe I'm going to have to do that with the podcast at some point. Just <laughs> yeah. like... No, no discernible language. No, <laughs> yeah. just shrieks, sounds. wails, sounds. Yeah. Uh, so you said, yeah, you always enjoyed drawing. When did that, what did it start yeah. with? What? Oh, you know? man. I mean, when I was a little kid, I, I loved um, listening to like books on tape. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of like Disney books on tape and that kind of thing. And, and would often, you know, draw along with them. You know, mm. stop looking at the book and just listen to the tape. And I would just draw and draw. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with it. You know, I, I had, you know, those stacks of computer paper that were just mm-hmm. like infinitely long and I would just draw like down the entire thing like a yeah. school. <laughs> Whoa. And, it, you know, just, you know, I just loved it. It was like, my, my mom was an artist and, and uh, it's just like something that was built in. Like I, it was just a natural part of life is drawing. Yeah. Do you still have those? Those. What I have it? some. I have some. What even is that called? It's like... Dot, it was like the dot matrix, I guess. Like yeah. it had that the, the blue lines on the back. Yeah, and then had the like oh the like perforated. The, things. Yes, uh, that's all. I yeah. yeah, I I drew growing up. I think what happened is I just had no. You have a mother who was an artist, and that sounds like such a blessing because you know. Don't get me wrong. If any of my family's listening, thank you for raising me. But <laughs> there was never that member of my family that saw my creative endeavors my you know desire to be a cartoonist or whatever Mm -hmm. and really like jumped on it i was met with more of the like oh you like to draw well you should be an architect because that can make you some money (laughs) you know so it kind of just like yeah at a certain point i was Mm -hmm. like uh i guess like i'll just when i got older i did meet with some of that opposition of like get into something that's going to make money Mm -hmm. you know it took a lot of uh my own will to kind of stay the course of just making art <laughs> yeah for the for the sake of making art um but yeah you know growing up it was i was we were really encouraged and and just you know everything i made was just like you know praised and, and yeah. just really encouraged you know, to make more so yeah it's still i've said it on the show before but it's always my fear that if i have a kid that he's gonna like i'm gonna do the opposite i'm gonna be like draw you know create like do, you know be weird and do all this stuff and then they're just gonna be like i want to play football and like i like i don't even know what people what do girls like, cars and fucking i don't know yeah, yeah <laughs> cigars or something yeah uh well getting into the pop culture 
have you been watching, reading, playing anything lately? Uh, and especially, you know, you want to recommend it to the fakers sure. at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've just been I've just been consuming a lot of HBO recently. Um, I got I got a friend gave me his max password, so I've just been going pretty bananas. Um, revisiting a lot of shit that I've seen before and then like also catching up on a bunch of new stuff that I haven't seen yet. Um, particularly Mayor of Easttown. I've been like, I've been loving it. It's, what is it? What's it? It's called Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, M-A-R-E. Like female, like a female horse, but oh. it's also short for the main character's name is Mary. And they, oh, okay. Mayor. So Mayor it's of like Easttown. A, it's okay. a double entendre. Yeah. God. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's just, it's like a crime drama set in in philadelphia so everyone kind of has the western or the pennsylvania accent yeah and it's really kind of you know suburbs and kind of imagery i'm used to is it a period piece or is it no it's it's modern just day. now yeah. okay yeah any any weird episodes supernatural episodes or is it pretty like it's hard-boiled it's, uh it's, it's just like mystery you know there's missing teens dead teens okay you know, Small small town mystery where everyone kind of knows each other and everyone's kind of connected and and have everyone has a past mm. and now someone in their community is dead and you know someone else has gone missing and it's just you know trying to find that out it's you know small town secrets yeah kind of so it has it makes me think of like uh, like film noir stuff or like hard boiled detective does it have any of those aspects it does know? it's yeah it's a little warmer it's like a drama there's a lot of focus on family and oh, okay. and, and stuff as well but. Uh, yeah, the, the mystery is is really consuming, and there's so many red herrings that they throw at you. Ooh, really, yeah, I love that. Yeah, same. Are you a Hitchcock fan? Yeah. What's your favorite Hitchcock movie? Of uh, the Birds. Okay. Yeah. See, I still haven't seen all of that one. <laughs> that was like my introduction to yeah. me, shit. It just always, I always have a special place for. Easy it. to draw. Yeah. <laughs> and batshit, like what? Who making birds terrifying is is yeah kind of a feat. Yeah, but now they're... Have you heard that uh, conspiracy theory that all birds are cameras? <laughs> yes, I have. I, have. <laughs> I can't disprove it. <laughs> I can't disprove it. <laughs> you make them the most popular comic book in the world. You voted them television premiere, your favorite Fox Kids show. Now, those amazing mighty mutants are back in one incredible hour that'll not Surrender, mutant. Of course not. This plan is for you. Watch the series premiere of X-Men next Saturday morning on Fox. Well, now it is time to get to the topic of the episode, and this is a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Yes. We are going to be talking about the, how to set this up, the uh, Marvel Comics ragtag group of misfit heroes, misfit mutant heroes. We're going to be talking about the X-Men. So... We'll just take turns, yeah, talking about why... When we when we found out about the X-Men, before we sort of let the listeners know what the X-Men are, if they don't really know beyond, like, the movies or whatever. Sure. And, we're, and to be clear, we're probably going to be talking more about the comics 
than anything beyond, but just in general, the whole kind of gist of what the X-Men are. But yes, so we'll just start with you, Dave. When when did you fall in love with the X-Men? Uh, as so many from our generation did, yes. it was the 90s animated show that, mm-hmm. that was my introduction to them. Um, yeah, you know, I was a kid, and at that point, I was familiar with superheroes, you know, your Spider-Man, your Batman, mm-hmm. your Superman, you know, everything just kind of seems, you know, it's interesting, but it's regular. And then, and then all of a sudden, the X-Men are there, and it's the most insane thing that I had ever seen, you know, yeah. between the costumes and the powers and, and uh, the villains and the plot, everything was just... You know, it's like my mind exploded. <laughs> yeah, looking back, because that for me was the same thing that hooked me. Fox Kids, Saturday morning. The, uh, the when I've rewatched it, it's still very adult. And it yeah. kind of show it goes to show that, like, you don't need to talk down to kids to give them something that's going to yeah. you know, keep them hooked. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, then I guess we. You know, we can keep coming back to the different things that, that, that... Well, I guess, yeah. Did you stay into the X-Men? Or... Yes, I, 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 was, I was hooked deep. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was consuming the animated show, and then I think it's... Quickly realized that it was based on a comic book. I, I had no okay. idea, you know. Yeah, yeah. In my mind, at that point, all comics were from the same place. Uh-huh. You know. Like, there was no Marvel and DC, it was just comics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, newspaper, comics, you know, it's all just comics. Yeah, to be clear for the, any listeners that don't know, we're going to try to do our best to, like, stop and, like, decode our nerd talk. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate anybody listening. So, yeah, DC Comics is more of, you know, your Batman, your Superman, your Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman yeah. the Flash. I guess they're considered more, like... More godlike, more the way I've seen it, like they're mythological in scale. Mm. They're very big, like big stories, big characters are are I don't want to say one dimensional, but they're they're like archetypes. Yes, yes. And then Marvel, which came about in the sixties, was more of like I know Stan Lee was always big about saying that he was bringing this human story That's to us. Exactly. It. You know, and with Marvel, you have the Spider Man, you have. The X Men. You have Daredevil. Uh, what's another big one? Like, uh, what am I drawing a blank? The Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and the Avengers. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, you have more. You know, Spider Man's a teenager superhero. What's it like being a teenager? You know, including that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, well, not talk about the X Men, but like, I don't know. I guess the Hulk. You know, there's some aspect of like. How's that going to affect yeah. his life? I remember life watching or... the old Hulk show, the, the live action yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. you know, the... I was a fan of that before knowing about the X Men. Yeah, like I was familiar with the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, even that was like there was an interesting thing to it where, you know, it's this guy with with incredible strength, but he still has this. There's a downside to it. It's yeah. not Superman where he can just do whatever, mm-hmm. and he's handsome, and he's a really moral guy, and can just do everything. It's, you know, there's always a downside to Marvel characters. Yes, yes. And I think DC kind of took from that later and did some really cool stories sure. just sort of showing you, yeah, what, the, you know, Superman's the, you know, the he can do everything and what's he got to worry about? But then, like, you come to find, like, he has his limits and, sure. you know, and it really yeah. affects him, like, when he can't save everyone right. or whatever. But, yeah, so that brings us to, you know, what are the X-Men? 
for people that might, again, just know the movies and know that they're superheroes. Uh, well, so the X-Men are, they're born, they're mutants. Yeah. I heard it best that it was just Jack Kirby, uh, you know, King Kirby, the, the artist, the famed uh, comic artist that kind of was overshadowed a bit by, you know, your Stan Lee's, your, you know, your uh, more, your more public facing, sure. you know, personalities. Yeah, persona, yeah. Yeah, any absolutely. listeners, please just look up Jack Kirby art. <laughs> yeah. Even type in like Jack Kirby psychedelic or, you know, you'll find some wild uh, you know, beyond like his Captain Americas and stuff, you'll find some really wild. Oh yeah, I mean uh, imagery yeah. and old gods, Eternals, demon, uh, yes, like all of that. Yes. He he goes really deep into. But him and Stan, Stan Lee, were just they basically didn't want to have to do origin stories, so they just thought, well, why aren't they just born with power? Sure. And then it was Stan Lee, I think, that sort of added, you know, coming out in the '60s and the civil rights movement, he added. The aspect of like how that would be threatening to you know what how humankind would then disrupting the, the status quo yes sure. right. yes uh, and then you're you know you you get characters like you have Professor X who is the leader of the X Men he's like the world's greatest psychic mm-hmm. basically uh, and kind of a bald white Martin Luther King in a sense. Sure, yeah. Where he's kind of trying to play the game to, uh, you know, win over, you know, the populace. And then you have your Magneto, who is like, controls, can pretty much just control metal, kind of as the stand-in for Malcolm X. I mean, I know it's not like a one-to-one, but basically the dichotomy, yeah, Magneto's sort of like, we deserve to be respected, and if they're going to fuck with us, then we're just going to like fuck with them back sure uh i, th- I mean it's uh, one has the the better together stance and the other one is is survival of the strongest yes uh, yeah the, the strongest have the power so they should rule and and uh yeah it's really interesting uh, you know oh you know a lot of people say you know magneto isn't wrong and and it's like one of those villains where you kind of do see his point and, yeah yeah uh, yeah, and he's also a Holocaust survivor, uh, which is always, well, I was going to say, which is always funny, not the, not the Holocaust surviving part, but the, uh, the aspect of comics that they keep going even when they have their origin story. So like at this point, <laughs> yeah. it's like Magneto would be like 100, like he would be so old, but they're yeah. just like, time works different. <laughs> X-Men, Wolverine's got a tiger twist, stripes and spring out claws. The Iceman comes on his ice board with color change icicles. Sabertooth's equipped with wounds that heal easily, an extra slashing claw, and glow-in-the-dark eyes and mouth. Here's Forge with his quick-draw gun action. Look out! And Mr. Sinister with his light-up chest. These aren't ordinary men, they're... X-Men! X-Men figures, each sold separately from Toy Biz. Getting a little deeper, talking about what makes the X-Men so, you know, last so long and matter so much to people. Like you're saying, with these different marginalized groups, 
it really has always spoken to the outsider mm-hmm. uh, and that notion of being the outsider, but kind of grouping together and feeling, you know, a community sure. within that. Yeah. And I think that is sort of what what got me into it. I think that's what hooked me and still hooks me. It's like there's power in being different. There's, you know, because there's obviously the like the direct, oh, it's like the civil rights movement or whatever. But I think if you kind of like look at it just a little more broad, like the main theme is just like being a misfit, being cast out, even like despite, you know, something that could be used for good, it's just seen as like gross, weird. Yeah. Uh, or scary. Or scary, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I also really liked the, you know, as I kind of mentioned before with Marvel Comics, how there's their powers have like a downside. With a lot of X-Men, it's like, it's a blessing, you know, it brings so much power, but there's also... You know, like Rogue can't touch people. Yes, like Rogue can absorb people's powers and memories, but if she touches them, they'll they'll die. Yeah, and they even have within the X Men universe. There's the Morlocks, who are right. sort of the mutants that don't. Their powers have made them so they don't even look human. You right. know, they a different they color can't even skin blend or in. Yeah. yeah, just so they live in the sewers. Like outcasts among outcasts. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, hold resentment towards you know. Mutants that that uh, can look like humans. Yes, yeah, that's a big part of it. Is yeah, that like, how do we know? You know, that's there's <laughs> yeah. been many storylines about like they have to mutant registration act and they gotta get like yeah, exactly. you know we have to know who all the mutants are. Uh, but I think another thing that makes the X Men popular uh, is like the drama. Yeah, that's l- sort of lacking. You get it in your Spider Mans and your Hawks, but within the X Men. Even just like in the beginning with your Cyclops, your Iceman, Marvel Girl, Beast, and Angel. There's just like so much, especially later when there was a writer named Chris Claremont who sort of really brought that drama to it. It is a total soap opera. That's exactly, (laughs) you know, when I I was watching the animated series as a kid, I was obviously obsessed with it and, and had to sometimes kind of fight with my older sister over TV time, you know, who got Mm -hmm. TV when, and I was like, this is my only show that I, you know. So she would have to watch it with me, and she was like, this is just a soap opera. Like, Mm -hmm. this is literally just just people, you know, complaining about love and their interpersonal drama, and they happen to have superpowers. Which is just sometimes, yeah, it's like, I think as a kid, I would want to refute that. It's like, people would say that about Dragon Ball Z, (laughs) you know, or even like wrestling, and I, you know, growing up male, you know, you're like told to like, no, yeah. like no, I like it because like you know punching and and powers and all that, and then yeah, now that I look at it, it's absolutely I. It's the relationship you give at the stakes, you know. Yeah. Like it, you can have punching and shit all day long, but if there's nothing to care about, then yeah, moments of uh, and this will hint a little bit of who we're gonna get into uh, later in the episode, but there's a character named Nightcrawler who is sort of. Uh, He's very Catholic, he's very, uh, you know, penant, and he's blue. Uh, And then you have Wolverine, who is, you know, gruff, cigar-smoking, you know, like, berserker sort of dude. And even within, like, it warms my heart within the canon, they are super good friends. Yeah. Like, they don't... They've had moments where Wolverine is kind of like, I don't believe in God, and and you know Nightcrawler is trying to like relate with that, and like, like what 
like I think people miss that when they when they poo poo comics or they they think it is just like pow, like power fantasies and all that. Sure, it's like something like that. You get this real these moments of like characters coming together. I don't know stuff that'll like bring a tear to your eye. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, things that you can really latch onto and connect with. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I I this I'm just slowly getting more and more hyped on the X Men, <laughs> but yeah, to kind of like really. Uh, you know, finalize what makes the X-Men so cool. We can't not talk about the powers. Yeah. Because as a kid, that's what hooks you. And we were talking about before the show, too, the X-Men, since there is... Since everyone's born uh, with the powers, and since there are so many mutants, they really have to work to diversify... The powers. Right. There's a ton of psychics. There's a bunch of strong people. But somehow they have, you know, one person's telekinetic, another person's telepathic, pyrokinetic, right. like, and yeah, uh, did, yeah, what powers do you remember sort of like? I mean, you're still like, uh, right, like right cool. off the bat. Yeah, I mean, the watching the animated show. You know, Cyclops shooting the shooting the beams out of his mm-hmm. visor was like mm-hmm. so cool to me. Like I loved that idea, and like I even yeah, I was so like I, I I was so like unfamiliar with with most comics that like when I I saw that I thought there was something that maybe just had been done in comics before was like a trope that I hadn't mm-hmm. heard of before and and. Uh, just thought it was interesting. Um, Gambits also, you know, charging cards and throwing them and they explode. Yeah, Gambit. So oh, cool. Man. Well, yeah, to go back to Cyclops real quick, sure. I always loved yeah. it too. He had like, he'd wear the visor that, you know, was kind of a single beam, you know, looked really technical or whatever. Yeah. But he also had like his sunglasses that were just, you know, <laughs> had the same, made of the same, you know, whatever, stone or jewel gem that could hold in these, these beams. Yeah, because with Cyclops, there's like, when he first discovered his power, because it's also worth pointing out that the powers tend to hit people at puberty. Right. In, in the mutant world, you tend to get them when you get hit puberty. So I get we forgot that is actually another reason that we probably <laughs> stayed into it, because we could relate to like, oh man, one day you just wake up and like, things are different. Yeah. But with Cyclops, it's like he, I think, destroyed like his whole school or something, mm-hmm. you know, just all of a sudden these, these com, uh, concussive blasts. But yeah, the sunglasses, super dope. When Very awesome. Like, yeah, pulls him I down. love that. Shooting lasers out of your eyes is so cool. Yeah, and then Gambit, the the uh, Cajun like debonair thief, yeah, uh, assassin. Yeah. You know, like uh, the idea. I don't know. Seeing him, you know, charge up a card and throw it and it explodes. It's still so fucking cool. Like, how do you even think of that? Well, it's also because I. I get hyped when I see videos of people that can throw cards. Yeah, exactly. And they stick into stuff. Yeah. I'm like, that's sweet. That's tight. But, like, if it blew up when you threw it, and you said something in, like, whatever you Creole. Creole? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. What? 
angelic zeros. Passed on to mankind by the Archangel Gabriel. They're beautiful. How many do you have? One for every sin. All right, so now is the part of the show where we get into more the occult aspects of the topic, and X-Men is not lacking in any... They have tons of strange, occult, supernatural characters, storylines. Give a taste of a few characters here that I, you know, have discovered in my research or just remembered. You have Juggernaut. A uh, character who's not even a mutant, but is powered by a mystical stone, which uh, turns him into the immortal avatar of a demon called Ceterac. Makes him just like a human juggernaut. A like He starts running, Unstable. nothing can stop him. Uh, you also have a character named Magic, uh, who is the Sorceress Supreme of the Limbo Dimension, which her mutant power was teleportation, and somehow she got trapped like in a limbo state she's highly skilled in white and black magic alike so now she's like a mutant but also a witch essentially right Uh, also the sister of colossus and the sister of colossus yeah we could easily like (laughs) and juggernaut is a stepbrother of professor x like yeah we'll give you a little bit of the taste of the the soap opera of it uh and then you have a character i recently found m plate who's like an interdimensional mutant parasite who has vampiric mouths on his hands and like drinks mutant bone marrow and like in order to stop him from being taken back to his other dimension where he's tortured all the time like definitely a 90s character <laughs> uh but along those lines are there any sort of supernatural or paranormal you know occult characters or stories that come to mind beyond the the two that we're going to we're gonna get into. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, I, there's so many vampires that that go in and out of of uh, the X Men lore. Uh, Blood Scream is a vampire oh. that that uh, has passed with Wolverine, and and uh, you know they've they've battled, you know, hunted one another. And what's and his power? He's just a vampire, you know. Vampire okay. Powers. <laughs> but is he? He's a vampire, not a mutant. I believe so. Okay. There's like always. Yeah. Like, it's hard to keep track. Right. Uh, yeah, what else? What other ones? Mm, there's the whole Phoenix Saga. Yeah. Which is very popular. It's probably, if anybody knows anything about the X-Men, it would probably be the Phoenix Saga. A whole, like, like a intergalactic force of, like... I don't even know what do you know what what is the cosmic force like a cosmic force yeah that just like chooses people and embodies them and then gives them all these powers they've beefed it in two movies yeah (laughs) yeah yeah good god yeah the movies seem to like many big studio movies and many comic book movies I mean I like them they're they're fun but a lot of the time they miss sort of the the heart of what makes yeah you know the characters matter or whatever uh what there's also yeah i mean beyond that we might as well just get into we have researched two characters that are near and dear to our respective hearts and did you want to go 
first with so, yours. Yeah, I can hop yeah. right into it. Yeah. Well, just so the listeners know, we're going to be talking about Nightcrawler, and we're going to be talking about Storm. So, Dave, yeah. go ahead. Nightcrawler, as you brought up earlier, is a blue mutant. Yes. Uh, he has kind of a demonic appearance. Mm-hmm. Really kind of blue and, and uh, gaunt. It has like a, a f- uh, pointed tail. Yeah. You know, like three fingers, mm-hmm. three toes, you know, elfish pointed ears mm-hmm. and like fangs. Begging to be cosplayed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just looking really creepy. And, and he's his personality, though, is the opposite. He's soft-spoken and kind and you know, very Catholic and, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know, really like brave and heroic. And, and um, so, you know, it's, that's right off the bat. That was really inter- you know, interesting to me that, you know, that whole like, kind of dichotomy of looking like an actual demon, but being, you know, someone who respects religion and is, you know, really kind yeah. and a great friend and a yeah. good listener. Um, that's really cool to me. Yeah, we found out in research, and I don't know if you had known this, but he's actually the son of a demon. Yes, Azazel. Yeah. Uh, do you know how that, like, with the whole... I don't know, I don't know canonically what they stuck yeah. with, but, but, uh, Mystique, one of the shape-shifting mutants, yeah, she's, she's also, also blue, in the, and then the movies. And Azazel yeah. got it on and yeah. made a baby. Um, they also glossed over that in one of the movies with... I think in X Men First Class, Azazel and Mystique are both in that movie, and they just uh, kind of like, uh, yeah, oh, really. Remember that time? Weird. <laughs> Remember that one time? Uh, behind the yeah, behind yeah, the angel like, bathhouse. I don't even. I can't even think of like. A, it's really. Uh, and then the next movie, Mystique meets Nightcrawler, and there's like nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, they, uh, fan service is sometimes like the worst. Yeah. Because you're like they're just trying to be like, oh, it'll, the comic, it'll make the comic book fans be like, yeah, yay! But it actually just makes comic book fans be like, scratch your head. Like, yeah, like can what? you just not even do What's that? Just give me new. Just like yeah. make them new. Yeah, I could I could do a whole other podcast about <laughs> the movies. Yeah, but well, we uh, might have to have you back for a mini so we can <laughs> pick one apart. Uh, yeah, Nightcrawler can he can open up portals to a, a different dimension and and move within that dimension and then come back into our dimension. So he yeah. can teleport. So when we see it, yeah, there's just this like puff of purple ashen smoke. Sulfuric. Yeah. yeah, it smells like fire and brimstone. Right. Uh, and the, the classic, I was talking with Erica about this recently, my girlfriend Erica, uh, about in comics, the noises uh, that, yeah. you know, are written. I, I, sw- there's pro- I know there's like an actual term. Onomatopoeia. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, the onomatopoeia. <laughs> Uh, you know, for Wolverine, when his claws comes out, you get the snicket, you know, S-K-S-N-I-K-T. Right. You know, even with Spider-Man, the thwip. Uh, you get the thwip. Right. But with with uh, Nightcrawler, you get the bamf. Mm-hmm. B-A-M-F? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, what else about Nightcrawler? What other... Because there are a lot of, like... He has a lot of... Uh, Sort of occult, you know. Oh, sure, sure. Especially beyond. I saw there's being Catholic. I saw he there was a plot point where he almost became the Pope. That's interesting. Have you? Did you know about that one? I did not know about that one. I, I guess it was basically yeah. And there's a lot of religious uh, plots in X Men. Basically, someone, some group was trying to set him up because he has you know. Uh, like a image disruptor or something that can make him look human when he's uh, out in public. Sure, sure. And their plan was to install him as the Pope, turn that off, so then people would see him as the devilish being, and then 
be like, it's the Antichrist. He has infiltrated the Catholic Church. That and it was their awesome. They were gonna bring down the Catholic <laughs> Church and they were some other religious organization that was gonna then like fill the power back. Wow. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. I don't it didn't work, but yeah. It's like, oh poor Kurt. Yeah. Is that his name, Kurt yeah. Wagner. Uh, yeah, I love the. I mean, these characters have existed for so long now that they that they keep building on their powers oh, and building yeah. on their plots and what they can do, and and it's really cool to kind of see the road that they, that these characters end up taking. You know, after 40, 50 years. Yeah, I was telling you that I came upon the the new X Men that have been coming out. They're creating, yeah, like Nightcrawler's trying to create some sort of mutant religion. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Which makes sense. I mean. Yeah, just that he would at least think that that was worthwhile. Sure. What can we do? He's impervious to our weapons. He has not yet felt the force of the elements. I wanted to talk about Storm, which yeah. is a pretty popular mutant played by Halle Berry in the movies. Uh, I feel like I only recently got into Storm. I think it was just like with be, trying to look into occult stuff. She's the most obviously like occult character right, right. out of them. Yeah, she's... Uh, she comes from, yeah, she's from, I think, Kenya, I believe the character is. And then she's actually from a lot. Well, basically, yeah, for people that don't know, she has weather control powers. And she comes from a line of sorceresses. She's actually, like, in her family has oh, no come. Yeah, they're, it's like they're from the, it's like the Egyptian goddess Mat, M-A apostrophe A-T. I think in the comics it's like Ashtar. It's called, and that's the explanation for her uh, white hair and her blue eyes. It's not her wow. mutation. It's actually from her. That's interesting. Yeah, her sorceress background, that's but also cool. as a sorceress, I think something that always drew me to uh, Storm is her way she talks, which is something they also fucking missed in the movies. Yeah. Like in the in the comics and in the animated show, when Storm talks, she talks like a goddess. It's com- it commands the weather. <laughs> yeah, it's not like just I like, call upon the yeah. The you're storm. not just like she doesn't just manipulate. She's actually commanding the weather. Let's see if I could find yeah like a good uh, yeah like Storm comics quote quotes. I mean, even you dare confront a goddess. <laughs> Uh, you reap the whirlwind. <laughs> uh, well, suffice it to say, yeah, she's super commanding. She is sometimes referred to as a weather witch. Uh, but yeah, I also, when you go beyond that, uh, she, her powers are, you know, at first you're like, oh, she can just make lightning storms, you know, maybe make tornadoes. 
which is still pretty cool and pretty yeah. intense. But then I was reading she has, like, they've... It's worth pointing out, yeah, in in the X-Men world, there are mutants, and then there are now Omega-level mutants. Right. Which... They're mutants whose powers have progressed to the point where they're, they're almost godlike and control, you know, control, you know, elements and, and yeah. forces of nature. And it's usually mutants that... It's usually characters that have been around right. for a while, and it's almost kind of—it's almost like in wrestling when they're like, "Yeah, we're going to put you over." Like now you're, you know, just like the bit, you know, the big one. But she's an omega level mutant, and I just love again—I fucking love the powers in the X Men. She, uh, she can control the weather, you know, but beyond that, she can also like regulate her body temperature, so she could hang in. Uh, Antarctica and not freeze. Mm. And then even beyond that, she can control intergalactic, like atmospheric patterns and solar winds. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also I heard of a time where she froze the blood, the water in someone's blood Damn. to kill them. Like shit like that. That's is cool. Like, That's pretty fucking cool. That's awesome. I remember one plot where she, she, Foiled Mag- Magneto was trying to reverse the poles of of the Earth or something like that, and she foiled him with, with the just the forces of of damn yeah you know whatever the like yeah and, fuck and your magnets she, yeah like she she her her control of weather is on the scale of Magneto's you know control yeah. of her metal which is fucking I think nuts. too she can like create I think there's always like jokes of her like having to like oh we're it's a rainy day. Like we're trying to chill outside, like storm. Yeah. Can you please? Yeah, and she's also like, they've made her sort of elemental in a way. She's an empath to the natural world. She can like sense trees dying mm. and like birds flying. And I was like, I think that that that's pretty, pretty wild. To be that in tune with with the forces of nature mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Yeah, and then her magical background. You know, she's wielded Thor's hammer. She actually has like this. Ability to yeah, because in in Marvel it's like you can't pick up only the wor- those worthy mm-hmm. of like Mjolnir mm-hmm. can pick it up. I did look it up. Even Magneto cannot pick up Thor's hammer. Okay, even with his damn yeah, but Storm yeah Storm could and like became like a, di- a pretty much Thor I think, which. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that. I feel like this whole episode has just been us being like. That's fucking, that's cool. <laughs> it's cool. That's Everything's cool. just so cool. It is. It is. And she also dated Dracula. Yes. I found that one out. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a version of Storm that is, that is a vampire. Yeah. She, she comes com- through it in different... I, I've just been reading the um, Universe X, Earth X, and Paradise Okay, X, yeah. The kind of like end of the Marvel Universe series that they like did. Like multiverse stuff? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's, a, there's a plot where... They're like assembling heroes from other, you know, all mm-hmm. these multiverses, and and one of them is is the Vampire Storm, Bloodstorm. Yep, Bloodstorm. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> awesome. And she has a fucking mohawk. Yeah. Oh yeah. She. Yeah. That. I get. Yeah. It's worth pointing out. I mean, I don't know how occult it is, but it's fucking cool. Just like there have been costume changes for as many decades as these characters oh, yeah. have been around. So like, there's been some flops, and there's been some really cool ones. I don't even. Because, yeah, Storm has had, like, her big one was, like, her punk look. Yeah, she had the white mohawk. Yeah, and, like, black kind of, like, leather costume. I think she, that was when she also had lost her powers. Mm. She, yeah, like, had, was without them. Interesting. So, was still a bad, would still, like, yeah. 
go out with the crew right. and be like, I'll be, I'll be all right. Like I can just fisticuffs my way through. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, was she also is, uh, the leader, technically the leader of the Morlocks. Oh yeah. She that, beat uh, yeah. Calypso in, mm-hmm. in powerless combat. Yeah. Morlocks. Like a knife fight or something. Beat her ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, has Nightcrawler had any weird costumes? Um, I think he's just mainly stuck with the, the red and black kind of, uh... Like, it's like a V. Yeah. Yeah, like... It's like the, it's like the Borat bikini, but, like, (laughs) way bigger. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, anything else just to, like... If we had to sell someone on the X-Men, if they're, like, still, like, I don't know, this sounds dumb. Well, I mean, at this point, if if you have to... Yeah, I guess, yeah. You're stuck around this long. Just, like, get into the (laughs) X-Men. I mean, yeah, if I if I had to pick, I would say read Grant Morrison's run. Uh, he himself is like an avowed chaos magician. So there's definitely aspects of of that, you know, of occultism, mm-hmm. maybe not sometimes outright, but, you know, in the like construction of the plots and everything. Right. Uh, yeah. What would you do? You have a recommendation as far as comics go oh for God. the X-Men? Uh, I love the... I mean, this is this is way back, but I loved the entire Age of Apocalypse storyline. Age of Apocalypse, yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, X Men does a lot of timeline, like alternate timelines, right? And that one, yeah, is a cult too. It has the Apocalypse is like the oldest mutant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been around since ancient times. Yeah, it's like yeah, ancient Egypt or something like that, and and uh, gains control of the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And he, he kind of goes, he would go toe-to-toe with Storm and as far as talking, like, really. <laughs> Very commandingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Dave, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, man, this was awesome. Fucking excellent. Super fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything you want to promote or any way that the fakers can find you? Oh, uh, uh, just Instagram. Uh, okay. My Instagram is at DaveWattRules. And I have a web store and stuff. You can check out my art there. And, and uh, also Twitter, but that's less important. It's kind of just a toilet for me to excrete my stupid thoughts. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you can... Let me get my list here of all the ads. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Ritual. And on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. You can visit the website, fakeritual.com. Some old articles on there if you want to check them out. You can email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com if you have any supernatural stories you want to tell or or maybe you want to be on the show or collaborate on something. And also, please rate, review, and subscribe. Please do that. It helps, I guess, but I also want to read it because if you have a problem with the show, I'll listen. I might not change it, but... I want to hear from Yin's guys. Uh, we have two two uh, ratings on iTunes right now. So, All right. like, someone make it three. <laughs> I'm begging you. Uh, and then, as a as our sign off, would you care to join me in telling the listeners, the fakers, to go fake themselves? Sure. Okay, we can just count to three. All right. One, two, three. Go, go fake, fake yourselves. yourselves and read the accent.